Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Kirsten has no understanding of French, but I've just been told that means yes, how are you? And I am fine. I wish I could say that in French. How do you say it in French? Bien. Oh, just bien. That's boring. (laughs) Can you say it in Serbian? Uh, I can say dobro. So if you... There you go. That means good. Um, yeah. Uh, two out of three games watched today. Kind of thought the second game, the last game was a little boring, I'm going to admit. But uh, first game was total chaos, and anybody who missed that needs to catch the highlights later. Yeah, it was at 6 a.m. for us, so I did not wake up for it. Still. I apologize. Highlights. Get to know. I will watch that after our recording, after I have a coffee. Um, I'm also joined by Jesse. Um, sorry, you were mid-sip there. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> no, I've I got, I'm on it. I'm good. I'm uh, caffeinating and really happy to be back with you guys. Yay. Yay. Do you have anything else to tell us about your week? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I did put something in the dock. It's a question, though. Can I do it? Yeah, of course. Okay, so um, I just really like talking about how amazing being a part of Unusual Efforts is. So it's amazing for tons and tons of reasons. Um, first of all, you guys on this pod and the WhatsApp group that we're going to talk about a little later. Um, but I also got to write an article for Bustle um, that comes out this week about um, soccer and culture. And um, Kirsten, hit, uh, verbs are really hard. Pitch <laughs> me to um, Bridget, um, who also writes for us on occasion. So I'm going to get to write an article for Howler as well. So um, I think just part of something that we've talked about before about unusual efforts is the opportunities that arise from being a part of this community. And I'm really grateful for that. And Yay, congratulations. That's Yay. definitely one of the things that I am so thankful that happens is when other editors approach me and say, do you have someone who can do this, who would be good at this, you know, particular area or a particular league or club or something like that? Uh, they know that we put out good writing and they know that we can be trusted to have someone that's perhaps a little different than what they're used to. So if there are any other editors listening, feel free to approach me and say, I need someone for this. Can you help? 
Cool. And um, last but not least, we are joined back again. Welcome back, Megan. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank you. I am so excited to be back. And um, my awesome thing for the week is, I don't know how familiar anyone is with um, an organization called Pride Razor that is going on with a lot of um, American clubs right now. And it's specifically, it's a fundraising website where clubs or fan groups can make pledges. So basically, like, I'll give $5 for every goal or something or for a win. And they the money goes to LGBTQ plus organizations. So it's all during the month of June. And my local club, St. Louis FC, um, and the St. Luligans are doing a pride raiser. And so it makes it... St. Louis yeah. I, yeah, I love them. I really do love them if anybody's listening. And um, it makes it nice because you can even be happy when you lose. Like last night when they lost two to one because they still scored a goal, which means they still raised like $100 for St. Louis Pride. See, and I was thinking about those people who pledge like, you know, $10 a goal and they're sitting there being like, Oh, please don't score five goals. Uh, <laughs> I love you, my club, but I can't afford you right now. Who um, was it? Norway in the under twenties who beat Honduras. I think it was like twelve to one. Oh yeah, yeah. Or some yeah. such. That would have been a really good match to to bet on. Pride race. Or to pledge for. Yeah, that's great. Also, happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. You know, I was thinking. Um, I was seeing these rainbow, rainbow logos around Twitter and thinking, oh, maybe we should rainbow our logo. And then I realized there's no reason we need to rainbow our logo. People, we don't need to rainbow wash, right? People know that this is what we are and this is what we do. So we don't need, right? We don't need to filter our picture or anything like also, that. Also, you've seen our Twitter banner. And again, I'm just going to like, be all proud of myself here it's from and it's one of my favorite pieces of art from a story that i got to write for you guys for us um and it has a rainbow on it because we talk about and write about and are about inclusivity all the time that's true that's so a good it's point. just there uh, and we're also all about learning about how we can even be better so for sure put that out there as well which we will be talking about. But I think we need to ask Sonia how she is since she looks like she's falling asleep. Sonia? I'm sorry, I have had no coffee this morning. <laughs> you did this wrong. Yeah. I know, I know. We were out <laughs> sort of late last night. I'm trying to think what we did last night. And so I am I'm here. I am paying attention. I am I'm with it. I'm cool. Um <laughs> Raptors may win the NBA Finals on Monday. I know you guys are just humoring me by letting me talk about this, um, but it's still very, very exciting. Also on Monday, Canada plays their first game in the Women's World Cup uh, against Cameroon, so I'm sure we'll touch on that a little bit. That's what I wrote in my notes. Uh, but yeah, no, things have been okay. Uh, I represented Unusual Efforts on the CBC on Friday. We talked about the Women's World Cup and disparity in um or discrepancy sorry rather in um pay and just inequality in gender and soccer in general so it was a good little chat and now i'm here paying attention 100 percent on it (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll find that out as we go along. Oh, I'm also in bed right now, too. is isn't helping the situation. Sonia, remember that um, some people live tweet the recording. So, you know, that happens. Oh, I forget that Jesse does that. Um, I have to say, the one thing that I've learned being a teacher is that when someone says, yes, I'm totally paying attention, it always means they're not paying attention. 100% I'm in this. Hashtag correct. <laughs> Um, sorry, before we go on, I forgot that this was supposed to be like, you know, something exciting about your week. And I want yeah, to sorry, say I threw that you off with the French, yeah, the French threw me off. Um, I want to say that I am temporarily back with SB Nation, uh, oh. for, um, starting next week, the middle of next week, I think through to the end of the world cup because they're really trying to enhance their coverage of the tournament um, and needed another editor for a while. So I'm, I don't know about how to express what I'm feeling right now. I'm, I'm really excited about the direction I've been told that this company is going and hoping that it really fulfills um, the mission that it's putting out there right now. And Vox managed to get their union stuff sorted out. So that's a good sign. Um, but I'm also just really excited because it's part time yet. It pays what my normal freelancing full time nonsense does. So it means that I have more time to devote to unusual efforts and all of the great content that we will hopefully be putting out through the next, uh, well, through the tournament, I suppose. Cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Awesome. Um, well, then, I was trying to segue this while you were talking, and I couldn't. No. So um, let's just jump right into the pod, then. How's that? <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I broke Kirsten. <laughs> we can't just, just jump into the pod without addressing Jesse's message. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is already my favorite podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to read sorry. it out loud. We're all well over. Done. We're all over here talking to each other directly, and yet Jesse's sending messages to us via WhatsApp at the I same wasn't time. Sure if that was acceptable. <laughs> so you're not going to tell us what oh. you wrote there? Do you oh. want me to read it out loud? Yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, this is from Jesse. I just went on to Twitter to tweet about the pod and saw that Ronaldo is play is playing right now, and the hashtag is porned, P-O-R-N-E-D, and I don't know how to feel about that. Well, I feel gross. <laughs> Does that help? I mean, yes. I yeah. should feel gross, but all I can feel is <laughs> excitement and joy at seeing Jesse cover her face with her curls. <laughs> <laughs> Be proud of what you wrote. <laughs> I think we also have a new t shirt slogan in that as well. Be porned. No, be proud of what you wrote. <laughs> Two very different directions there. Hashtag porned. <laughs> All oh of God. our listeners have tuned out by this time. <laughs> At least we have each other. <laughs> and porned. And porned. 
know what to do. I have tweeted nothing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And Sonia's a, Sonia, for once, is the one who's trying to get us on track here, and <laughs> we are derailing her. Um, Go forth, Sonia. I'm not caffeinated. I'm focused, and uh, so uh, just to kind of get everyone up to speed, too, Ronaldo is a piece of shit, and we can acknowledge that, but also Portugal beat Switzerland out for the Europe League of Nations. I don't even know what the tournament is called. It's a new tournament that I don't believe in. Nations so League, I believe. Nations League. Not League of Nations. It should not be happening at yeah. the same time as the Women's World Cup. The yeah. end. And then the Gold Cup starts as well. Like, it's just, it's everything. And Copa um, America. Yeah. Yep. Um, good planning, FIFA. Um, it, it was just a scheduling error, guys. Yeah, uh-huh. and you said yes. like it was just an error. It's fine. <laughs> it was totally unintentional. <laughs> um. Oh, so. <laughs> she derailed again. Yeah, you guys are making this really hard for me. Um, okay, let's just jump right in. Uh, we want to know, this is the question we posed on Twitter. We want to know more about women's soccer and the Women's World Cup because I think we can all kind of admit we are not experts. We are all experts in what we know and women's Football is not necessarily our niches, at least the four of us. I'm speaking on behalf of everyone, but is that somewhat true? That is, yes. Perfect. So we turned to experts on the internet, and we found out a little bit more information. So we asked, what is your favorite antidote or bit of trivia about the Women's World Cup? Do you have a story about a certain player? And, of course, Twitter delivered in... Yes, Jesse, you're raising your hand. Did you say say antidote? Yes, I did. (laughs) Okay, great. No, I'm just... Because I like that. Okay. Oh, I'm also not wearing glasses right now, in case you're also wondering why I keep leaning towards the screen. So it was just what I hoped it had said. Oh, guys, can we just turn this off and start again tomorrow? So these stories are antidotes to porn, pretty much. God. We loved everyone in this one. This one is just for us. This can be the special patron level. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Should we start again? Let's do it. Bienvenue, a welcome. No! <laughs> we will never make it if we start again. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. Let's let's just um, read these. Somebody take this away from me because clearly I can't see my screen. Okay, so the three of us will alternate the reading of. People. I can do some of them. I have it on my phone as well. Okay, all right. Know. Well, I'll take Joshua Nadell, who is J.H. Nadell, who says, The first Women's World Championship was in 1970, and FIFA tried to block the second one in 1971. I'd like to add on what I learned from Lizzie's, Elizabeth, sorry, I don't know if you want to be called your nickname, Elizabeth, um, from the post we put up this week, which is that they didn't want to call it a World Cup because it was women, and they didn't like the sound of Women's World Cup, so instead they called it the Championship of Women of the M&M's Cup, or something <laughs> something that rolls off the tongue perfectly so much better than Women's World Cup. Did they not like it because of the alliteration? Maybe they just really loved M&M's. I don't know. I mean, that, that seems reasonable. 
Well, this one reminded me of my little tangent that I went on um, the other day related to, I'm going to go ahead and bring it up, the wonderful comment by our favorite commentator, Alexi Lawless, oh. um, <laughs> who yeah. said that France versus Korea was a game of girls against women. Women against girls. Yes. Um, and that reminded me of, because I'm a nerd who got a sports class in our German department just so that I could study football in German and get a grade for it. Um, That's amazing. (laughs) I kind of control the department, I'm just saying. No. Um, We learned, so we learned about the history of women's football in East and West Germany, and um, there was an annual game by the wives and girlfriends of tennis, Borussia Berlin, um, and they would play it on New Year's. And by, like, actual spectator accounts, they would have 14,000 people at this game. That's just supposed to be, like, basically, like, a fun charity scrimmage thing of women who aren't an official team. Um, And the media would make fun of them for it. But by all accounts, the spectators were like, this is an awesome game, and that's why we kept having it annually. And then about two years later, um, the DFB decided to ban women's football and continued that until i think 73 and if you want to know you can look at elizabeth's article that um i of course cannot remember the name of right now but it's about trivia and how to get free how to score free beer at the world cup something like that uh Mm -hmm. some excellent facts that tell you the correct name of the tournament and actually when Germany banned football and when it brought it back. All right. Who wants to read the next one? I want to read number three. Okay. You want to read number three? Of course you do. (laughs) Okay. I will read Lindsay because it's great. And also because um, Lindsay, I just need to remind everybody has a Corgi named Corgvani. So, Anyway, no, no, that's different, Lindsay. Oh. Different, Lindsay. Oh, where? Oh, you're right. But this Lindsay's great too. And I called out this Lindsay. I mean, <laughs> we called out this Lindsay by name on our Twitter account. So Lindsay at um, Lindsay Ianet. Thank you so much for responding, and we're sorry for calling you out by name, um, but good response. Wrote <laughs> Christiane. How crazy good France is. How fun South Africa was to watch in their debut. Also, not surprising, but how every soccer pundit man has just been showing his entire ass in so many ways this tournament so far. Lindsay, yes. So many ways. So thank you for responding, Lindsay. That was the correct response. Can we talk about this more later? Because I think the Canadian broadcast is very, very different. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. We have a whole section. Don't worry. Speaking you can read yours. What? This one isn't. Oh, I see what you're yes, okay. yes. Uh Rania and uh, at Rania El-Hilali. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, Christine Sinclair began playing soccer at the age of four. Named Canadian Soccer Association Player of the Year for 11 consecutive times. And has a tattoo on her back of a maple leaf playing soccer. Love, Christine. We all do. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... So, Rania, last time, when you and I were potting, wrote something mm-hmm. about having to watch Toronto. And, Sonia, part of me feels like you are bribing Rania to only <laughs> no, tweet positive things all. about Canada. <laughs> no, she, she's from Canada. She's allowed to do that. <laughs> she's 
just very smart and well-educated and has an expert opinion that I agree with, but it has not been my influence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I love you. All You're right. my favorite. <laughs> Moms aren't supposed to have favorites. Do it. All right. Who's taking Colin? That'd be Megan. I will, yeah. Uh, so Colin Ferdy De Silva at Wickedly Random. Which is a said, great name. <laughs> said some of these players have incredible stats. Renard has 88 career goals as center back. Formiga, Formiga sorry, uh, is playing seven World Cups for Brazil. They're mind-boggling. Yeah, I think we could build off of those incredible stats for ages, but uh, just those are pretty fantastic. Um, I guess I'll jump in with Aaron's here then, since I'm talking. Aaron Tohig, who is at Aaron K. Tohig, as my screen goes blank, um, writes, I don't know how to pronounce it either. I can't help. Sonia. Liquid? Liquid. Yep. Ran a piece a couple days ago. Sonia. Uh, Les Bleus dans les yeux. Where Amandine uh, the on the blues of the eyes, the blues of the eyes. Okay, not of the eyes on the eyes. <clears throat> so the eyes on the blues, in the eyes, in the eyes of the blues. I, maybe yeah. we'll find out while we're reading this. Yes, yes. The blues in the eyes. Where Amandine Henri gave a three or four sentence summary of each player. She says, "I'm a sucker for reading about dressing room dynamics and how players relate to each other." So, I'm sharing some things I learned. So, Henri describes the third goalkeeper, who is Solène Deron. Close enough. I don't, I don't need to know how to pronounce the third goalkeeper of France, I right? I feel like this is, this is like French lessons for yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't even order cigarettes in France. I, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's scarring to me. All right. Anyway, she describes her as always being there for the other players, especially to help Sarah Buhandi out. And she says, I've read this elsewhere, too, that she takes her role in morale building very seriously, which is awesome. Um, She describes Amel Margie as having three lungs because she can run up and down the field until the last minute. And that she's also the one who looks out for the younger players and makes the bridge between generations. And finally, Henri says that Vivian Ayesi and Grige? Grige Mabak. You'd think after listening... I think it's Grige. Grige? Grige Mabak. I'm sorry, I have to listen to half of these in Serbian and half of these with an English accent. And also, Aaron's a French professor, so, you know, she has the up on me and all of this. Anyway, Mabak as being a super, they bring a super positive atmosphere. Sonia? Um, joie de vie? To the dressing room. Mabak is the DJ, and I see it jokes, dances, and livens everyone's mood. I really shouldn't have taken that one. I'm I sorry, everyone. I, I butchered I'm trying it. to find the perfect thing was- to go with what I'm about to tweet. Oh, good. Uh, that was like me reading players' names. Well done, you. Oh! There, and I oh. dropped my phone because it's embarrassed for me. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm now like, 
resulted to lying down in bed, just for the record for everyone. Okay, well then maybe Megan should take the next one since yes. Jesse's tweeting. Also, you should thank Euros for liking our tweet. <laughs> oh, I feel Lima. really good about it. Yeah. He's not here right now, but I will tell him later. He might be the only one to listen to this podcast later, too. So. <laughs> we have to have some instant feedback because we already know how this is going. Well, his instant feedback will be, tell Jesse that my name is Orosh. Damn it. <laughs> like Uruguay. Okay, got it. There you go. I will never forget it. All right. I, and then he'll probably tell me I mispronounced it. Anyway, <laughs> Megan, over to you. Anyway. Reading our Twitter feed. <laughs> so, Steph, who is at epic underscore skyline, said at 181 goals, Christine Sinclair is currently only three goals behind Abby Wambach's 184 Woo! international goal world record. She could conceivably break that this World Cup. And I believe someone, I apologize for not adding it in, um, mentioned that Cristiano Ronaldo, I believe, has a paltry 88 goals right now. And and I would like to say when I was editing Elizabeth's article about the Wombok thing, I was trying to find, you know, I like to link to things. Typing in any combination of highest number of international goals scored got me three pages. I went through three Google pages and found nothing with a list that included women. Nothing. Even when I would type women in. Ugh. We will get to Dana Castellanos and the bullshit of leaving women off lists later. Yeah, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Correct. Fantastic. Can I read June's? Yeah, yeah you can course. read June's. Yay! Um, June, also apologies, but not really for calling you out by name because your answer is great. So June and Lindsay, thank you. Um, June at Mimsicality wrote, this is only tangentially World Cup trivia, but being from China and moving to the U.S. as a child for the first 10 to 12 years of my life, I thought boys just weren't very good at soccer, period. All the soccer stars I heard about were women. That's amazing. That is really amazing. That's amazing. And also I think goes to show how socialization and the media play a huge part in shaping um, everything, really. But everything. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, and actually, I think that's a perfect segue, for real, into our next discussion topic. You're welcome. Yep, no, perfect. Um, And it's kind of overall looking at the tournament so far and I think we're all going to have different opinions on this because we're all watching different feeds and then on different broadcasts but what do comments do we have about the broadcasting and or commentary thus far three days into the tournament well S your purple is first okay well let's just get mine out of the way because <coughs> mine's been alright um, so in Canada um, the games have been broadcasted on I think well, for sure TSN, but I think maybe CTV? Don't quote me on that. I watch them on TSN. And our commentary has been let by Kate Burness, who is... I know her from Raptors uh, feeds. So, not our commentary, sorry. Our um, analysis panel. So, she's the moderator. And so, she's not really a soccer person, for as, for as far as I know, because I've never seen her do soccer. 
but Oliver um, analysis is done by three former Canadian uh, national players. So Diana Matheson, Claire Rushstad, who also does commentary for Canadian uh, Premier League, and Kaylin Kyle. And then when Canada is actually playing, the commentary is going to be done by Luke Wildman, who does most of our commentary for TFC and like national games, and Karma Scotto, who is the most amazing person in the world, and she's also a former player. So to sum it up, so far our commentary has been great. I have no complaints. <laughs> yes, Kristen. Um, I was watching a TSN feed, and you said these two will be doing your commentary, like for Canadian. For games. Canada, when Team Canada plays. So, who is doing it? Because it was definitely, uh, I think it was just one single man. when, I, And he was fine. But I just don't know who it was when Sorry, I was... you cut out. I think you just cut out. Yeah, you just cut out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what did you say? Um, when I was watching the TSN feed, it was just one single man. Do you know Yeah, the that? British guy? I don't know. I think... No, I think we... I don't know. I'm sure it's really it's easy like to find out. probably the like, international feed or something. It, he had exactly. a yeah. distinguishable... Like, I'd heard him before. He was fine. Um, but Yeah, and it was interesting that, that... I don't know if it's been all the matches, but I haven't heard any color commentary on TSN yet. So yeah, that was no. been one guy just sort of explaining what's going on, which I'm okay with. Yeah, he, he did a fine job. I just haven't, yeah. haven't um, ever watched the halftime show it's worth it if if you can get a feed and you're able to watch it it's interesting to hear them talk because they're obviously not television trained because they're former players yeah so they're just kind of giving their actual opinions rather than like a package like this is what we should be saying so for example um the handball today in the england scotland match like they were essentially arguing about it and it was actually nice to hear Things that weren't like, well, what do you think? Well, this is what I think. This is what you think. And so it, it's it's been a good mix. I, I found it very interesting. Okay. It kind of sounds like what the BBC are doing. So here in Serbia, we got the first match on TV and then we got the England-Scotland and that's all. We got none of Saturday's matches. None of the first two for today. Today is Sunday, right? Um, still still Sunday. Um, so, um, I've been, like I said, watched a couple on TSN and watched, um, some BBC and BBC has, who I think are fantastic. They had two women that were doing, um, oh, what was yesterday's? I've already forgotten. Germany, China. Yeah, I think that was the one. And then... South Africa. Yeah, because I fell apart after Germany, China. Um, They were apparently not the A team, according to some Brits that responded to me. Like, they aren't the best. They were saving the best for today's game. Uh, But I thought they were wonderful. And then when halftime came, it was four women discussing the game. And I was just kind of sitting there open mouth like, this can happen. This, Yep, it's happening in Canada. Um, how's it okay. going in the US? Yeah, New York yeah. over there, Hong Kong. Um, so I watched about, I mean, no, no exaggeration, three minutes of um, Fox before I switched to Telemundo, and I have been on Telemundo ever since. Um, and I would let I will let Megan take 
fuck. Um, <laughs> oh, thank uh, you. Thank you so much. Oh, Megan, it's my <laughs> gift to you because I would like to thank Formiga and all the gods for Telemundo. Um, Monica Gonzalez has been, is really incredible. I'm, I'm, I will say I am both um, excited and thrilled with their coverage and also sad that this isn't the norm, that they've sort of um, given us, gifted us with these really great commentators and female commentators as if it could only happen for women's matches. Yeah. Which is... Um, which is ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous for a lot of reasons. I mean, we'll get to Alexi Wallace in a second, but like, you know... Like Sonia says, these are these are players. We get, you know, Kyle Martino calling women's matches, and that's stupid. So why, you know, Dana Castellanos, who again was like left off the FIFA best player list because of a triviality, and is doing a spectacular job for Telemundo, why she can't call men's games makes no sense to me. Um, so I'm, I'm like, impressed and excited. Monica Gonzalez was, um, like, without a breath going from color commentary to talking about the socioeconomics of South African players to then doing match commentary. And I want that all the time. Yeah, I agree. And it seems like a lot of people in the U.S. who don't even speak Spanish are switching to Telemundo. And I'm sure Megan will tell us why. <laughs> because fucking Fox. <laughs> I should not have taken a drink right then. Oh. <laughs> God fucking yeah. yeah. I, there are so many reasons that I'm angry about. But I, I think I the one... Okay, hold on, hold on. But before, can I just... Also Alexi Lawless. Hands? Do we need to raise hands here? Because three yeah. of you... We need, we need a talking stick. Okay, so I don't know anything about Fox. Don't rub so... it in! <laughs> yeah, don't I, rub it in. I, I, need, I need a little bit of background, and I need a little bit of context here. Okay. Everyone just went silent. <laughs> Amazing. We don't know how to be neutral on this. Yeah, I never said you had to be neutral. Okay. They are having um, about three to four women who are doing the analysis, and they've done, they had one game, which game was it yesterday? One of the games yesterday was two female commentators, which I think might be the first time I ever heard that on Fox. Don't qu- I mean, that's the first time I personally have heard it. I don't know if it's the first time it ever happened. But um, I think the thing that's the biggest issue and the part that honestly pisses me off the most is that for the people who are watching on Fox, the pregame, um, halftime, and post-match is completely dominated by Alexi Lawless, and he's making more news than some of the things in the actual game, because we are all so angry about the things he's saying, and it just completely overshadows any discussion, anything about the actual game, because he... Um, so yesterday... 
don't know how many people were following that, but during the Germany-China game, he was saying he literally interrupted some of the women speaking to say how bored he was of Germany. Um, and that was his entire, like, halftime talk was about how boring Germany was being and how it was disappointing. And one of the female analysts is Ariana Hinks, who's a former Germany international. And I thought the best moment I think I've seen so far was after the game when Germany won, where she goes, was that good enough for you, Alexi? And the answer <laughs> is no. No? Because he's never going to be happy. For context, Sonia, because yes, that's your face. Alexi Lalas was a mediocre player. Oh, I know who he is. Yeah. So okay. it's not like, I don't know, it's not like Thierry Henry gets to get up there and at least have the background of be- having been a, a great player talking bullshit. This is a <laughs> bullshit player talking bullshit to hear his own bullshit voice. But... There is zero reason I think to have this platform. I think Zach Goldman made an excellent point on Twitter where yeah. when he said they're doing it because it gets attention. We are talking about Alexi Lawless when we could be talking about the Women's World Cup. So yeah. I think what I said is that there needs to be a balance. We have to call him out on his bullshit when we can, but at the same time we have to switch off Fox and go to Telemundo when we can or find a stream. <laughs> The problem is that Telemundo is owned by, well, NBC, which is a little better. But, yeah. But if but if Fox loses its numbers, it, it's it got to do something eventually, yeah. you would think, you would hope. I also wrote to them. I mean, it makes zero difference. I'm one tiny person, but <laughs> one tiny person. I'm not that <laughs> tiny. I'm 5'5". Five five. Um, but, yes, I think, you know. If we if we all express our displeasure and also say we are not watching because we are offended by this, maybe yeah. they'll listen. Yeah, if there's enough. You're all welcome to find a TSN stream. <laughs> They're pretty easy to find, I can say. Please don't yeah. come arrest me, Canadian police, Mounties. No. I think one of the things that's the most difficult for me is striking that balance because I honestly, I have no problem in my history of watching football listening to even a stream that's not in English. I've listened to Arabic stream languages that I don't speak at all. I'm fine listening to watching a stream that's like that. But I also feel like there's a little bit of a responsibility on my part to call him out. To yeah, make sure exactly. that people know, like, these are the things that he's saying because there are plenty of casual fans or even little girls who are out there who are watching this because that's how I got into soccer was watching the 99 World Cup. And if this is what they're watching, you know, if there's a little five-year-old out there who's watching and hearing about him talk about how selfish Ada is and how boring Germany is, that... That hurts me, and that's not okay. And calling yeah. grown women yeah. girls. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, He, you know what? That's. I appreciate both of you saying that, because it's not only... It's dangerous, if you think about it, the way that he's using the platform that he has. Because, yeah, when, when you think about it, people like us are going to go seek out other streams, but casual families tuning in to the games or bars where they put the sound on for the U.S. games, those 
those people aren't going to have some sort of alternative source and they're just going to take what he's saying as the actual truth of what this sport is essentially and that's just wrong it, it it's yeah. dangerous like jesse said has fox addressed this at all no would i mean keep in mind what i know about fox is like trump's fox and fox and friends so i don't know if this is like a different entity but would they address it if enough people came forward and said hey this is really hurting your broadcast um i think they would have to i mean considering who fox is and you're right that fox sports is although financially and fiscally the same as fox network different um i think they would actually have to feel the impact on their bottom line Mm -hmm. yeah and alexi as zach and kirsten have said for some twilight zone reason actually helps their bottom line question mark i don't know how yeah, I guess people are tuning in to see what wild things he says next. I mean, now I'm kind of curious about what kind of bullshit he's spewing. So that's I'll make sort sure of... you hear it all. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but then that also kind of leads us to a bigger question, though, that if we look at the TSN broadcast, you know, we have these players or former players who know so much about the game but aren't necessarily media ready. And, and they're doing a fine job. I'm not saying that. But they obviously don't do this day in day out why aren't we training more um, analysts who come from the game who are females who know what they're saying and just need to know like when to look at the right camera at the right time and like when to pace themselves and how to succinctly um, say their thoughts which clearly I'm not media trained to do this (laughs) why isn't that the bigger issue that we're kind of looking at to say we just bring in these women once every four years and then people are surprised when they're not as good, and I did air quotes just for the viewers at home, um, as the people who do this day in and day out. And I think that goes back to Jesse saying about how Telemundo, you know, they're just putting the women in for this tournament. Tokenism? Yeah. And I think that's fair. We've got to get to a point where women are calling any type of match, not just a match every four years. Oh, can I we... mean, I would listen to all three of you call a match. So if somebody wants to get in touch with us and like pay the three of you to call matches in your respective nations, <laughs> I will start that petition. I would even, there used to be a website um, and it's not, I can't even remember the name now, but it doesn't, it doesn't do this anymore where you could create your own alternative commentary. So basically, you would um, go on, and it could be one person or more than one, um, log in, hook up, like a live podcast or whatever, or like your own commentary. And so people would be able to play it while they're, and it would match up with the, whatever you were watching. Well, supposedly. And it it was awesome, but unfortunately, for the website closed, I don't know why, but... Mm. I'm sure there's a lot of legal implications yeah. around there. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and it's hard. Like, I'm not trying to say being, um, doing commentary or doing analysis after a game is easy. And it's, it's not the same as sitting around a bar and, like, talking with friends. No. It's not. Right. Um, and I'm not saying people who do it on a regular basis 
shouldn't also do it during the Women's World Cup because they've done their work. They know what they're doing. And even if they're men, like I know a lot of Canadian broadcasters who, who know their stuff regardless of their gender. However, the thing that I'm arguing is that there should be a push that there isn't this, as Jesse said, tokenism every four years. And it should be more than just women who give facts and figures on screen and actually give their analysis that they know. Or or being the woman that I feel like I always see that the woman's the one asking the questions of the men. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's part of what we're about, right? We're not just about writing. We're about advancing non-men in all ways. So hopefully we'll get there too. Now, can we please move on to something a little less depressing? Who's been your breakout star so far? Happy things. Oh, we've got good answers for this. Sonia, go for it. Um, So speaking about people who are experts in their field, and you should listen to a lot more, um, one of our effortistas, Shireen Ahmed, has put a fantastic article out for Time. Um, If we can post the link or repost her her tweet about it. Thank you. It's about, I think we talk about equality um, in the Western world a lot in women's soccer. And we talk Mm -hmm. a lot about like the American women trying to um, go a legal route to get paid the same as men, et cetera, et cetera. And we leave out a huge portion of the population that is nowhere near that level of being able to have their voices heard. And Shireen's article really touches about it. And it's a fantastic, interesting read. And for me, she's been our breakout star so far because that article has hit me more than anything that I've read. Yeah, that was an incredible article. And I'm so glad that Time published it, was willing to Mm -hmm. go there instead of just publishing like so many major places have done. Just publishing either stuff on the women the U.S. women fight for pay equality or talking about Ada and Norway and, you mm. know, that that could have been the easy way that time could have chosen and they didn't. And I'm thrilled for Shireen. Yeah, no, it's a really great piece. It's, it's, yeah, it's been my favorite so far. Only second to everything Unusual Efforts has put out. Which is what Jesse's <laughs> going to talk about. Perfect. Great segue in there. <laughs> I just wrote, I mean, the question that Megan wrote was, what's been our breakout star so far? And I just wrote us. We are amazing. Um, I I cannot remember the last time I've had this much fun um, watching matches. And I'm physically by myself, but this WhatsApp group and our Twitter feed has made me feel like I am just, it's like, it's, it's interactive world cupping and mm-hmm. I need to be careful drinking my coffee and my tea and my matcha because every time I take a sip of something one of you demons or Ratika or Richard October or somebody posts something and I find myself just like struggling not to do a spit take or so, liquid up the nose situation it's not been good for my digestion but it's been excellent for my mental health so thank you very much uh, my favorite thing about the WhatsApp group is WhatsApp pictures and videos automatically saved to my phone. So every time I open my phone, there's like 17 random pictures <laughs> that I've never seen before. And I'm like, I don't know where these came from. And it's very like no context and it's perfect. 
Ooh, no context and usual efforts would be great. Oh, oh. That's, we, that's, we, a Tumblr, that's a Tumblr account. No, we can have, we, we know we'll have, We'll have known we made it when we get a Twitter account that somebody set up that's just unusual efforts out of context. Like NYT out of context and all those other ones. Uh, Megan, do you want to go since it, you kind of... Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, um, mine is going off of exactly what Jesse was saying, which is the WhatsApp group. Um, because I have to say that, and this goes with everybody who's in it and a especially um, Kirsten for helping set it up as a very safe space. And I feel like sometimes um, as non-men and um, in football, it can be very isolating. Like if you go to, if you want to go to watch parties or bars, a lot of times you're in the minority, even going to games um, and even watching at home and looking through your Twitter Unless you have a carefully curated feed, you're probably going to be, it's probably going to be majority men talking about football. Um, And those are the tweets that are going to get retweeted. But being able to have this WhatsApp group, um, everybody can just kind of talk amongst ourselves about things, compare broadcasts, or see things that are happening in the stadium, or talk about how to smuggle wine into the stadium (laughs) in various forms. Um, and just enjoy the lighthearted thing because we have so much depressing things going on between commentary, things that are happening, uh, even politics, like the global issues going on. We can just kind of have this little respite when we need it. Yeah, I was, I was kind of initially afraid to set it up like who would want this. You know, we have Twitter, we all talk to each other on Twitter, but... It does feel like, like you said, that it's a safer space, particularly um, when somebody wants to express an opinion that's going to go against what the majority of soccer fans who are majority men um, believe. So we can talk about serious stuff, but we can also talk about stuff that perhaps we're not comfortable talking about on Twitter because we want to be regarded as, I guess serious air quotes there serious fans who don't you know who pay attention to the game and analyze it and that sort of thing um it gives us a a place of release i guess so if you're listening and you want to be involved in the whatsapp group get a hold of megan she's the one with the link because i don't have the technology in serbia to do so um I don't Jeez. have the technology in my brain. <laughs> I also don't have that either. Um, so I was thinking, you know, breakout star, traditional sort of thing, player, blah, blah, blah. But there are so many podcasts out there. People people are doing daily podcasts after each World Cup session. Um, there are people diving intensely into every team they're able to formulate their thoughts perfectly. They watch the sport all the time. This is not that podcast. We hope you're listening to those other podcasts. I think a lot of us are. Um, so we're just going to keep it silly, I think. And so my breakout star is VAR. And I'm pretty sure I'm not saying that in a complimentary way. But damn, has VAR been the star of some of these matches and it's to the point where I think it's infuriating 
quite a few people um, as to how many times it's being used and the way the decisions are called afterward. And it seems to have a lot to do with the new handball rule. Um, so people are getting all up in arms and over that. And basically, as we like to say, it's been a big starting of a big kerfuffle. And because of that, it is my breakup star, breakout star, not break up. Hopefully we will break up with VAR, but, uh, oh, wait, that could have been my, what have we learned so far? Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Sonia can say her. Don't fill out the script. <clears throat> I know because I can't. I new phone. I can't write on the phone. I, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna cry. You guys go on. Aww. <laughs> we're not there to hug you. You can't cry. <laughs> we're not in the room to give you hugs. I know, and there's no it cats either. The rule. All right, fine. I'll just let Sonia talk. Look. Bar box. Jesse, can you please, um, this might be slightly complicated, but I need you to take a series of pictures of you doing the bar symbol, and I can make it into a GIF, and then that can be our new most used GIF on But Twitter. I'm using my both fingers, and I don't know if I could take a picture of myself. Yeah, that is a little difficult. It's just we could, too hard. I should have been recording. I can hit record yeah. now. Wait, yeah. is anyone recording this? Yes, I'm recording, but I'm not recording okay. on, I didn't do our double record. Podcast. <laughs> um, okay. So, Y'all. on that note, what are we? What have we learned so far? <laughs> we have learned how to do so the VAR much. box. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I'll start. Go um, purple. Yeah, go purple. Um, what I've learned so far is how much a domestic Canadian league, like a female domestic Canadian league, would improve my understanding of Canadian soccer and uh, the Canadian female program in general. Obviously, a lot of our players play in the U.S., and I just, this is probably my fault, but whether it's because I can't watch them just for logistic reasons, like finding a stream or whatnot, I don't know much about domestic play, so the only thing I know about our players is what I know about them internationally, and to me, it's not enough. I want to learn more, so what I've learned is that I have to learn more. What a cop-out answer, I'm sorry. (laughs) I think that's kind of uh, my answer as well, and it seems to be Jesse's too. Yeah, I actually, I'm going to add to mine because I wrote, um, what have we learned that I need to watch more women's football, which I've always wanted to do and have just sort of had the hard time finding it. So I wrote that Megan needs to make me a spreadsheet of all the streams. Because <laughs> um, it's just that access is, is hard, um, which shouldn't be an excuse, but also I really appreciate seeing women refereeing and as coaches. Um, I don't know why. Because it's different? Yeah, and I like, I I don't know, there's just something, like, Claudia Umpierrez um, is is Uruguayan um, and she's been a ref for a long time and so I've I've sort of been excited whenever I get to see her but seeing this normalization of women in other positions is great I want more more please more leadership yeah yeah 
Yeah. I think somebody in our WhatsApp group wrote that they were going to cheer for um, all the teams that had female coaches. So all eight of those, <laughs> of those teams. It's a good idea. Um, what I learned is kind of embarrassing. Um, I have not paid attention to a lot of women's soccer, which I've admitted quite often, and I know it's a fault of mine, and I've always said I'm going to get better. Um, I've been to a Thorns game, and I loved it, and I was excited, but that's kind of different. You know, you're caught up in that atmosphere, and obviously um, the Thorns have an amazing supporters group, so obviously I expected to be excited being there in person, Um, but today here alone watching Australia, Italy, I was like screaming at the screen and I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I'm doing this for a women's football game and um, it shouldn't be that abnormal that I would get excited, but it really made me realize that I can get excited about it and I want to get excited about it and so I will make more of an effort to seek it out and watch more often. I love that. And I actually think, and this isn't my answer, but I think going off of that, um, it's almost it's a little bit that access issue as well. So, like, we know in the U.S. we've had so many iterations of women's league. Um, and at one point we did have a team in St. Louis. And that was probably some of the most into women's football I've ever been um, – post-99 and 2000, was when I was able to actually go to games. When you're, I was like in junior high, and I was able to go see Hope Solo and Lori Chalupney, mm-hmm. um, and actually see them on a field in my hometown regularly. It's like in a completely different thing. I've always, it's always been for me, like seeing kids at games is one of my favorite things in the world (laughs) yeah just seeing kids because you can see how happy they are and see that like spark get started when they just get so excited about something and you're actually able to be there and do that and when we don't have access to like ways to watch it it's even you know even worse with the situation we have with the women's league in the u.s so So that just just, no go ahead i just um retweeted for us because again be careful what you say i'm tweeting um (laughs) Ryan A. Hall tweeted, my two-year-old daughter was just amazed by the Women's World Cup on TV. Daddy, it's football. Did you see that girl? It's girls football. It really matters. Like, it, it matters for little girls. Yeah. To and in and themselves. And boys. It matters yeah, for boys. Definitely yeah, definitely for little boys, too. Yeah. And let's just say in this context, with it was a girl that was two years old, she's allowed to call the women on the TV girls. <laughs> Yes, yes, because she is a girl. Grown men are not. Let's let's And going off of that, segue into my answer, which is um, I've learned that the power that mute is a wonderful thing, both on Mm -hmm. Twitter and with the TV. When you're having those issues with the comment analysts, just mute it, and you will find you enjoy the game twenty times more. You can enjoy games without sound. And even more, you can definitely enjoy games without a barrage of misogynistic comments on your Twitter feed. Very true. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yep. 
Well, that segues us into the next question, I guess. And it's, what are we looking forward to the most? Um, I'll start because mine is literally just a sentence. And that's Sinclair destroying the record. That's all I'm waiting for. Okay. Um, I still can't believe I'm saying this, but I uh, I feel like they're going to take my citizenship away in Uruguay. But um, I'm looking forward to Argentina. Um because like so many other teams playing in this tournament, um, their team and their players are still fighting like fucking hell just to be there. Um, And I just want them to kick ass. I want their men's team to fucking lose this Copa America. And I want their federation to suck it. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I want. Oh, well, that kind of builds into mine in which I want more Italy. Um, I I actually thought I was really going to be behind Australia because um, they're one of the few teams whose backgrounds I'd been paying attention to leading up to this cup. Um, but when Italy won today, I was just like, that that would mean so much in this country where there's still, you know, that whatever the Italian for machismo is, uh, attitude. Everyday life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's strange because when I've went to games in Italy, I've never felt weird as a fan. And I remember being in Florence, listening to like these two little grandmas behind me talking about the game. Like it, it seems normal that women are fans there, but they've never had great women's league and this is like what the first time in nearly 20 years that they've been at the world cup um so they've got their domestic league back it seems to be attracting some attention and i think it would just be really great for the country if italy does continue to succeed and plus they were intensely chaotic in the match today and i Love chaos and nonsense and all that sort of thing. So I'm looking forward to hopefully Italy progressing. I just want to say one thing on that. Um, Obviously, I can only speak about Udinese on this, but their women's team gets promoted on their social media. I get emails about them. Like, I think domestically, some of the Serie A clubs are trying to push their women's team a little bit more. I think think they are too. Sorry, I was speaking more about it seems like in the last two years, Syria um, is doing a lot more to promote the women's Syria, mm. um, their associated clubs, but still not all of them have those clubs and not all of them are um, promoting them. But the ones that do have them, you know, uh, Juve, as much as I hate to compliment Juve, does a good job of promoting their women's team. Fiorentina does a good job of it. Roma does a good job of it. Um, So, yeah, it is growing and they're attracting attention, but it just seems like it's only been in the last couple of years that that's happened. Yeah. Well, I think it is growing because, like, even in England right now, obviously there's always been, like, not always been, but, like, Chelsea Ladies has always been a staple, but now, like, Manchester United has a women's team, and I think it's really starting to come more to the forefront now. Um, it's just really slow behind a lot of non-European places. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't know how to segue into mine very easily, so I'm <laughs> <Okay>. just gonna... <laughs> the theme of this episode. <laughs> yeah, um, is I, I just like to see upsets. Like, I want to see that team that's the underdog that we all end up rooting for in the knockout stages because we love the story that they've created through the group stages, and we fall in love with the players, and I just want to be more excited. Not that I'm not excited now, just... I like that way that... Do you know how the entire football community during tournaments like this will just kind of like glom on to one team that yeah. once they get the knockout stages, like, Oh, <clears throat> these are our favorites because they yeah. did this thing. Like and Ajax. I, yeah. And I'm ready for that. <laughs> like I'm ready to see that. I'm excited for everybody to be super excited about a women's team. Mm-hmm. That's not the U S women's team. Or yes. <laughs> I'm not excited Please. about that. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> When oh. when do the U.S. women play their first game? Tuesday, because yeah. we've got a post going up hopefully t- uh, tomorrow, assuming all the art and edits are done. And it's about loving the U.S. team but not wanting them to win. And it's by Emily Anderson, and it's going to be amazing. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this podcast, it'll be up and you can read it. Speaking of articles. Speaking of articles, yes. There is a pretty phenomenal one that I think, Megan, did you find this one? I did. Uh, I did. No, yeah, it was Kirsten. This is magnificent. (laughs) I'm I'm still horrified. I don't even know if I can talk about it. Um, Okay. So this beautiful, I mean, there have been a lot of really important think pieces about the World Cup and about players. Um, But I feel like this is probably one of the most important um, that we are going to share. And um, I'm just going to read the title. It's from Slate. And it's obviously um, slated, haha, under human Uh interest. Um, Wait, not women's interest? Human interest. Maybe that's a quality for you. Wow, you're welcome, Slate. Um, It's called, yes, You should put anti-chafing gel on your face. Subtitle. It's an effective substitute for makeup primer, which is the same thing, just more expensive. And there is a photo of Monistat complete care. Now. Now. I have some questions for all of you. Um, uh, And I'm going to formulate them now. Is it? Um, So one is... I'm just going to do a caveat, which is that I, um, you know, have worn a lot of makeup on stage, but I I don't usually wear primer, so I might be wrong. However, I googled Monistat. It is a vaginal cream. Yes. That's Um, the the thing here, that they make clear if you read the whole article, which I I unfortunately did. did I did. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the normal Monistat that most people who are familiar with monistat is that it is a cream used to treat yeast infections um but this is apparently a different cream just made by the same company well okay (laughs) but it also says and i quote quote can monistat anti-chafe cream meant to be rubbed between your thighs and along your bra line to prevent things from getting red and raw in the summer be used (laughs) as a makeup primer now <laughs> um, 
Hold on, can I just read the next sentence? God, yeah. It's unclear how the crossover started. <laughs> I just want to point that out. It's because Did someone grabbed the wrong tube in the morning. <laughs> I mean, maybe like, look, one time, and I'm gonna just freely admit this. One time when I was about to go on stage and I needed to wear um, falsies, fake eyelashes, which we're gonna get to. Believe you me. Yes. And I did take the wrong cream and a tube, and I wound up trying to stick my false eyelashes on with um, uh, Bill. N- Bill Nye, not the science not the guy, science guy, actually makes. Um, <coughs> this is just going off the rails right now, but he makes um, uh, wig um, <laughs> spackle, which you know is a like it could happen, but also, I so I didn't know there was anti-chafe cream to begin no, with. No, I I actually am thrilled to hear that. Actually, right. Oh, yeah, there's different types, too. You can get anti-chafe powder as well, which I personally like a little bit better because it doesn't feel as, like, slimy. Lush makes a really, really nice one. Oh, how Canadian of you. Is Lush Canadian? Yeah. I think they're British. No, they're Canadian. No, they're from Vancouver, I swear. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I don't know. It's called Silky Underwear, in case anyone's wondering, and it's a really nice powder. Um. Probably not There's a makeup so primer this though. Article that I feel like we could just do like a like a staged reading. Like, um, but, but what what about your face chafes against itself? Well, like, who wants to talk about why we're even bringing up this article? Oh, well, that's... I honestly don't know. No, oh, no there's a reason. There yeah. are reasons. Because what was it? Jill Scott started yes. it off. Yes. Um her amazing eyelashes. Oh my god. But just the general idea that there are women on the pitch who are playing in makeup and their makeup is not coming off. And uh, first, amazing, it doesn't seem like this sort of thing like, oh, I'm putting on a show for men or something. It's just women like to wear makeup. Or at least that's why I I love to play around with makeup. Yep. And so there's women running around on the field with their makeup on and it looks amazing and so we started talking about one how? what we think they're wearing what and how it is staying on so my theory i don't i don't know about the monoset stuff because uh that creeps me out quite frankly because uh, all i can see is those commercials about yeast infections oh. <laughs> but um uh, I, I would guess that they're using a stronger primer than like the Benefit, which is what I like to use and makes a nice smooth complexion, complexion or the, um, Smashbox photo seems like it's not quite strong enough. I'm guessing that they use a fixer spray because I have NYX photo finisher fixing spray and it gives you a dewy glow at the same time so unlike when i was 13 and would put hairspray on my face to make my makeup stay in place (laughs) i am guessing that they're in there squirting some setter on but you know if there's any pros out there who want to tell us how their makeup stays impeccable for more than 90 minutes we would love to hear about it 
more than 90 minutes of like running around yes exactly like exactly my makeup doesn't well the reason why i don't wear makeup is because i can't smudge it off within like five minutes that's the thing about jill scott's eyelashes is like you're not supposed to touch or rub your eyes when you have falsies on and she's got like these incredible like full lash line now, falsies while she's are, are clearly you, sweating and running. Are you sure she's got falsies or does she have benefits they're real? What are the what's that? It's a mascara. Oh, no, you... these are these are cli- these are like if if that's mascara then you need to know what it what it is. Not, yeah, and I need to stack up. Okay. Because these are like shielding her eyes from the sun. That's true. Like doing double duty as as like a visor. It's <laughs> like thick, long, majestic eyelashes. I wonder if she has to like re-glue them during. That's my question. Well, I feel like these are the ones that you go get, right? Like professional. Oh well, maybe that's mm. why they stay on so well. So they're extensions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that could make more sense. Yeah, Jill, if you're listening, could you like <laughs> let us know? Or if a friend Why of Jill is, is friends of Jill? Yeah. If you're the person who does Jill Scott's lashes, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And also, you can advertise on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, um, if, um, if Monistat wants to be our sponsor, <laughs> if if they do, we will all willingly try to primer our faces with the anti-shaving cream and then report back. What happens? I think that's not FDA approved in Canada. <laughs> Okay, fine. I don't even know if we have an FDA. defunded and there's like no rules anymore. We, we could probably like eat Monistat and yeah. the FDA would be like, do it. You're yeah. fine. True. We can not only be the amazing, unique, unusual efforts podcast that we already are, we can also be the only podcast sponsored by Monistat. Yeah. The unusual F pod <laughs> sponsored yeah. by the Monistat unusual F pod. Oh, it's also, glorious. Don't eat Monistat. It, that was said a few seconds ago, and I feel like we should put out a warning. If you eat Monistat, do not sue us. <laughs> don't, just don't eat it. <laughs> we'll start a whole new, like, YouTube series. Now we're, like, expanding out. It'll be, like, the Monistat Challenge. Yes! <laughs> and this is the content that our listeners do you think anyone's gone this far we want to know we want to hear from you listeners who have made it this far in the podcast tell us you know how we will know because we'll know about bingo you know what i am very disappointed that nobody clearly nobody listened as far as our you and me sonia our um fanfic last time because nobody asked us or told us. <laughs> I was about... very confused about the dentist part because I'll admit I was trying to fix food and Sammy was running around and I'm like, wait a second, when did the dentist come up? Right? I <laughs> I'm also confused about the dentist part and I was there, so don't worry. <laughs> I was waiting to be told off or asked a question or something and I was like, nobody listened. I think I think them. the problem was we didn't get the the pod promoed correctly and the World Cup stuff was coming up and just. I, I think it kind of fell off everyone's radar, and partly that's my problem. So I think we should sneak in a question here, which is, anyone listening who wears mascara, what brand do you think would be best to use to play 
90 minutes of a football game, soccer game, football, foosball. Um, Calcio. Ah, good job. Sonia's looking at us with disgust, like, can I go back to sleep now? <laughs> no, just because I'm now lying down. Um, bingo. Know, I'm gonna steal... Yeah, bingo. Yeah, Let's bingo. move on to bingo. Um, I was very disappointed that I didn't see anybody sending us pictures of their completed bingo cards after I the game. I think I was allowed to play. You, you are allowed to play, you just can't win anything. Oh, okay. That's fair. <laughs> I will take a picture. But people, if you fill out your bingo cards and you get a bingo and you take a picture of it and send it to us, you will be entered to win a prize. Along with the fact that any picture that you take and put on social media of you uh, in Unusual Efforts clothes or holding an Unusual Efforts mug or posing with a sticker or anything like that. Not you, Sonia. You don't get no. prizes. But yes, your tattoo will count as well. Oh, I, I didn't even realize that's the arm I was listening. No, technically I submitted a picture of Nick wearing Unusual Efforts gear. I didn't. Okay. Something must be up with my Instagram when I gave it to somebody else because I'm not getting notifications. Um, so... uh, Unusual Efforts reposted it, so. Oh, well then someone's on top of it. It's not me. It's also um, not me. Not me. Okay. I don't have the... Info. Jess, maybe, if you're out there. Thank you. I think it might have been you. Or maybe Marissa, because I got on her and told her she needed to be Instagramming in Paris. Um, or maybe Michaela. She's wily like that. Um, oh, and also, if you take a picture of you with your bracket that you're filling out, because Kelly Jimenez designed That's an amazing, amazing bracket. So good. And they're all available for download um on the site so take a picture of your bracket also entered to win a prize so many ways you could win prizes and we just can't tell you what those prizes are yet monistat i'm working on it (laughs) (laughs) sorted and i will say for the bingo because that was my little pet project um there is a blank card and one that's already put up because I wanted to leave it open to people who might not be having the same commentary experience. So you might not have as many, like, you might not want to put Alexi Lala says something stupid on your card because if you're not watching his commentary, then you're not going to have that. So there are, are, I believe, 35 different options that you can find all right yeah there's all that stuff oh i gotta make my own bingo card then okay evertista and best oh i can't read this word in best ambassadrices it's supposed to it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a french why can't you read it I don't think that's a real word. It's a real word. It Philippa said so. <laughs> oh. Um. First Twitter takeover. I got nothing here. Somebody like oh, drowning. Sorry, I was looking up something. Um. <clears throat> making your bingo card. Don't lie. Yeah, I'm making my bingo card right now with devoted to Serbian expressions. Uh. Yeah. Um. We have had some trouble with actually organizing things in France. I, I'd planned to go to France, but my doctors told me I couldn't. Um, 
so it's been a little tough to get things organized from a distance. But there are, like, Phil's in Montpellier, and she'll be hosting a watch party, although um, hopefully this pod will be out in time for people to go to that. Um, And then I'm really hoping that by the time we get down to the semis and Leon, right, Leon, um, that we'll be able to actually have big get-togethers of Efertistas, um who are out there of just basically spreading the word about us. Um, we've sent them free stuff. We've just told them, we'll give you this for free. If you tell people about us, uh, let people know what our mission is, that sort of thing, because it's, it's really hard in my opinion It's hard for me to accept that none of us were able to go because it seems like such a place where we should have been represented. So I'm absolutely thrilled that these people are stepping up and saying, I will go, I will talk about you, I will enter into conversations. Um, And hopefully these people also will make friends, not just with other Evertistas, but with people from all over the world because, oh, I'm getting all weepy again. Um... Anyway, uh, there's not really still a lot of time for people to become one, but if, I guess if you're heading out just for the semis and you're based in the U.S. mostly because it takes a while to ship internationally, then you can still be one if you want to be one. Um, and yeah, like I said, hopefully we'll have, um, a get to couple get togethers in France and also New York is having a watch party, hopefully, Jesse. We're working on it. You're working on it. All yeah. right. Um, the trouble with being I so slide right into my DMs if you would like to have, be a part of what will hopefully be a watch party in New York. And and anybody living in a big city can tell us they want to host one. Portland, where the sorry, Portland, where the fuck are you? Come on, you got to be hosting a watch party for us. Um, but yeah, people in, in major cities can offer to host one, um, and anyone who is still planning on going over to France at some point, let us know so we know you're there so we can connect you with other people. Basically, we just want to grow the community and quite honestly, we've gotten over a hundred new Twitter followers since, uh, the evening of the 7th, so... That part is growing. We're growing through our WhatsApp group, but we want to actually be connecting in person as well. That'd be amazing. And we want to see your photos of it when that happens. Yeah. And can I say the Twitter takeovers that we've had so far for people in France, um, we've gotten some great, like, information about stuff going on in the stadiums, pictures from the stadiums, um, a first-person experience with the ticketing issues for the opening game. And I thought that was all really important because some I I can't speak for everyone, but I can say I love to hear that stuff about stuff that's going on in the stadium. Like today, um, I can't remember who was on Twitter today, but they were Biddy, I um, think. Yeah, Biddy um, was talking about how much louder the Scottish fans were in the stadium, and then like those little details are things that I love. Yeah, and I think they really enhance our experience. Definitely. And if you would like to 
take over Twitter or Instagram. Or a <laughs> or Vespa. A <laughs> <laughs> or some other machine that we don't own yet. Um, <laughs> then let us know because we have a wonderful spreadsheet. Um, to help people organize, like if you have that one game that's your favorite and you know you're going to be at home and ready to set up and have all of your gifts ready. Um, and you can be ahead. biased too, it's okay. Except, please don't be biased for the U.S. because there's enough, enough bias there already. That's the only thing we ask. You can be biased to... Canada. Yeah. I won't tweet the U.S., I promise. Um... I've totally gone off script, so it's all up to you guys now. I've lost my right. script. That's okay. I think we're on the most fun. We're on the WhatsApp group. Yeah. Oh, didn't we already talk about the WhatsApp group? We've talked about it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. DM us if you want to become part of the WhatsApp group. Yeah. It's a WhatsApp place. group. Megan did a lot of research on various ways to smuggle alcohol into stadiums. Yes, if you are unaware, there's not only wine bras, there are wine tampons, which you do not use. What? They are merely they are merely vessels that you put in your bag. Do not try to use them. You put them in your bag, Megan. Yeah. Bag. 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 <laughs> your, your yeah, that can sound like something else, yes. <laughs> handbag. There yeah, we yes, go. Your handbag. Although, um, according to some people on the Amazon reviews, they don't stand up to much scrutiny um, mm. because they are... Bigger than even, like, super plus tampons. Um, and also the wrapper just says tampon on it a bunch instead of a brand. Uh, um, <laughs> these Amazon reviews, maybe? <laughs> I think we should. Um, especially the um, beer belly one. There is a beer belly alcohol holder um, that's like a sling thing that you put on. So then See, it just that's what like I suggested. A... Like, try to look it like is. you're pregnant. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's that option. There are sunscreen. They're like look like tubes of sunscreen that are basically just flasks. According to the Amazon reviews on those, the back has ingredients on it, and it has like side effects, mega hangover. So <laughs> you may not want them to look at the actual container. I don't, but I highly doubt any of the security people will be reading the ingredients of your sunscreen tubes. But. Uh, yeah, we have various ways to smuggle wine into stadiums, which we are not condoning at all because that is illegal. I'm also <laughs> suspiciously hygienic and weird. Yeah. But they're fun to look at. <laughs> which brings us into our very legal beverage pairing of yes. the week. Um, I don't, why am I always first? <laughs> Megan. Blame Megan. Yeah, yeah it was Jeez. Um, okay, mine's really easy. I'm going for Canadian Classic for the Canadian Women's National Team. Some Crown and Coke. Which is, for you Americans, Crown Royal and Coca-Cola. I still don't know what that is. It's what whiskey, is right? Oh. Right, yeah, but yeah. Okay. Oh, Crown because of royalty and you're still part of the... No? Don't maybe? remind me. That's, that's <laughs> all I'm doing. Okay. All right, fine. Um... I'm going to shout out my local um, cafe, Roots Cafe, right down the block. I love them so much. They make an iced coffee with coconut water. Um, mm. It is delicious. So it probably, I don't know, let's call it coconut water iced coffee. 
Okay. And it's perfect for those 6 a.m. games, right? That's what I was going to say. It's super hydrating. And also, when you need to write an article and also do your homework and you feel like you're going to cry, you open your <laughs> WhatsApp group and um, Ritika tells you about statistics because she's a genius and everybody else gives you emotional support and you just drink your um, iced coffee with coconut water and feel really grateful to, you know, have support. It's great. I apologize for this whole, you know, for just me. <laughs> She's not, you can't cry either. If I can't cry, you can't cry. Uh, okay. How many co-hosts will have cried before the <laughs> Well, Sonia's going to fall asleep, so. I'm right here. So. Uh, okay. So, being the only person who doesn't wake up to uh, games, I'm going for actual beer. Um, and mine is, and I hope this is still produced, it's called Beelzebuth, which is a French beer, and I have had it once, and (laughs) the website says the devil is in this bottle, which is definitely true because it is a 13% beer, and pretty much all I remember of it is that it kind of knocked me on my ass, so seems like a, a pretty fitting beer to pair with the French World Cup. Um, I'm taking a slightly, a slight turn because mine is actually for a men's game. Um, uh, I know, I know, but I had ew. to do it. I had to do it because I have a bitter comment about it. Um, <laughs> St. Louis FC is hosting Chicago Fire on... Wednesday the 11th um, in the U.S. Open Cup and if you are unaware Missouri is slightly flooded and by slightly flooded I mean incredibly flooded right now and St. Louis FC's grounds are actually in a flood zone which means um, at least the entrance to the field and possibly parts of the field are underwater so they had to move the game to a local college and it is a dry campus, which means we can't drink beer during the game. So you need to oh. pregame. <laughs> You're going to need to pregame. Or you need a tampon. Or, yeah, exactly. I really didn't think this through. Now I have options. Um, to sneak in my Schlafly's STLFC ale uh, into the dry campus, which I'm totally not going to do because that would go against the dry campus rules. Because we follow rules. Uh, of course <laughs> you do. efforts, we follow rules. <laughs> Or we go off the rails. Oh, that's a slogan. Somebody wrote it down for the title. We follow rules or we go off the rails. I was already thinking off the rails would be the title, but yes, that would that would work. for the last one. Off the rails part two. No, that was untethered. You were untethered. True. Oh. Okay. Okay, so how are we going to... Y'all, we really need to find a way to end this so that we're all just not like, bye! bye! Thanks so much! Um, I mean, uh, I got nothing. No. Here, hey, anyone who's made it to the very end of this podcast, you can tell us how we should end the next podcast. Give us a slogan or a sign-off or something like that. That will be our thanks to you for making it all the way through. I love that. All right. Okay. On that okay. note, we say goodbye. Bye. Yeah. Ciao. Ciao.
Ciao. Yeah, ciao.